This is a podcast from Minute Media. Let's go out now to West Virginia to Linda Cohn, who is with Randy Moss. Linda. Chris, his mother says it's fulfilling a lifelong dream for him. Randy Moss playing along with his brother Eric, and it's going to be with the Minnesota Vikings. Congratulations, Randy. Uh, did you think it was going to take this long, though? No, I really didn't, but um, we all sat in the room looking at the TV, and uh, we just waited on the right call to be made. So uh, Coach Green made the right call, and I'm happy, and now I can just uh, be there with my brother. Minutes ago, you were talking with Dennis Green, and what did he have to say? What did he tell you? He just said, um, really, just to be encouraged and uh, just let all that <clears throat> stuff and hype just, uh, just still just keep it in the back, and uh, let's just you know concentrate on what we're doing best, and he's going to bring me in to play ball, and that's what I'm going to do. Have you talked, have you had previous discussions with your brother about the Vikings or the possibility of joining him there? I don't think my brother expected me to be uh, late in this round, but um, I guess, you know, this uh, was made out for the best, and uh, I'm just happy and very lucky. Randy, you told me yesterday that if you knew all this kind of talk about uh, all the negatives coming out, the weeks leading up to the draft, you told me if you knew all this was going to happen, that maybe you would, you know, have thought differently about coming out after your sophomore year at Marshall, and you might have considered staying another year. Uh, yeah, like I told you yesterday, I think uh, the past had a lot to do with it, but uh, I'm picked now. I'm a Viking now, so uh, I'm very high, happy and excited to uh, be going there with my brother and Coach Green in Minnesota with the receiving court and quarterback and running back that they have. So hopefully I can fit in and uh, just make it happen. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. We do this every Monday and Thursday night at 6.15 p.m. Central Time right here on our YouTube channel. If you have not done so already, make sure you subscribe, like, do all those cool YouTube things. Because if you do, you get a chance to win a Justin Jefferson jersey and all the instructions are in the description. As I'm pointing down off camera, they are in the description. You can go get a Justin Jefferson jersey and you can win a Justin Jefferson jersey. But if you miss our show every Monday and Thursday as well, we're also on podcast form. You can get us on Apple, Spotify. So make sure you subscribe, give us five-star reviews, all that cool stuff over there. Help us out just like we are helping you, giving you some red hot Vikings takes. My name is Chris Shad. I am joined by the managing editor of the Viking Age, Adam Patrick. And Adam, we are less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. Are you excited or are you just ready for all this draft stuff to end and find out who the Vikings are taking? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. But I think like the next week is going to be kind of like uh, when you're younger and it was like a week until Christmas, and you're like, "Come on, just like, can can we just can we open some gifts early?" But can't do that. You gotta wait. You gotta wait till the uh, the twenty eighth, I believe. So we got about ten days uh, from now until the draft begins, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I guess the the Vegas draft is gonna have the picks go on like uh, boats or, or or ferries or something to the stage. So that should be interesting uh, to see who falls in the water or not, or if someone just jumps in the water. I would. I wouldn't doubt that that's going to happen. So, uh, no, I'm excited. I, I like draft time. Um, and the Vikings have a first-round pick, which which always makes the draft exciting. And it's a top-15 pick, and we'll see if they stay in the top-15. Jordan Davis is going to cannonball into the water. <laughs> I'm calling it right so, now. 
That'd be awesome. that would be that would be incredible. Just that would be uh, the worst thing ever, though, if the Vikings draft pick jumped into the water and, well, yeah. But uh, with two, it's not like ago, it's not like Minnetonka though. So it it is not like Minnetonka. If what was the name <laughs> of that boat? Like, what if that just showed up for the Vikings pick? Like, you know how they have like WrestleMania Easter eggs, <laughs> like. I, I don't remember what it was called, but it was I, like I know the queen something or something. Yeah. The queen like. something. There's a barstool mm-hmm. sports documentary about it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they, they show the name of the boat and everything else. I would laugh so hard if that boat showed up and just buried <laughs> the pick over. It would be amazing. I wouldn't even be mad. Like people would be like, that's the love boat. Don't care. It's disrespectful. No, do not care. Do not care at all. So since we got 10 days though, I'm kind of on the other end of the spectrum because I'm excited for the draft. I always am, but I'm also kind of running out of patience with mock draft 72.0 mock draft (laughs) 89.7 or whatever. WRFW 88.7. Check it out. I'm sure they're still doing cool stuff over there, but because we have so much time left, I wanted to take a stroll down memory lane and talk a little bit about hypotheticals today. So. I want to start by asking you, Adam, what is your favorite draft moment as a Minnesota Vikings fan? Well, I think it was one of my first, uh, maybe my first. Uh, so I'm from upstate New York. Uh, and so we don't, you know, get uh, like Vikings games. I didn't get Vikings games growing up, so I just had to rely on tv or like espn highlights and the radio and stuff and i think this time i was going somewhere probably playing like youth soccer or something i was 10 years old it was 98 and i hear on the radio like back in the day like espn radio which was kind of still a big deal back then um and uh randy moss has been picked by the vikings and like i was young so i didn't know the full like potential that he had as a receiver and how good he was in college but i knew that i was smart enough to know that he was in like the a finalist for the heisman trophy out of marshall um so i was like well he must be pretty good if he's a receiver and he's a finalist for the heisman trophy at a you know a mac school i don't even know if they were in the mac at that point um but yeah so i was super excited about that and i think uh also in that draft was Matt Burke. He was a center. He was a longtime center for the Vikings. Say what you will about him off the field. Uh, but he was a very good center for the Vikings on the field. Great I think player, six, yes. Yeah, six-time pro bowler. I think he's, he's a native of Minnesota too, right? Um, Same so, ball. Yeah, that, that draft, you got Randy Moss and Matt Burke in 98. So that was really just my first draft memory. And it, it was it was a good one. You know what? Actually, I think my first draft memory was like picking up a Sports Illustrated one day and it was like 96, I think. And there was like a picture of I think it was Derek Alexander and, and somebody from the Bucks. Like they switched hats because they got traded. Um, I can't remember who the other player was. It might have been like Derek Brooks or something. Um, but yeah, so Randy Moss, 98. And uh, I think. You know, I've got another one, but I'll let you go too. Yeah, 1998, just to kind of add to that, I remember, I, I didn't watch the draft at that point because it was like too long, and I think I was about your age, maybe a couple years old or 12 years old, but 
we were meeting my great grandparents in Nelson, Wisconsin for lunch. And I remember bringing the sports section there because, you know, when you're a kid, you have no idea what to do when you're waiting for your food. So it seems to take forever, right? So I brought the Star Tribune to the table and was reading it. And I was reading about Randy Moss and how this guy had fell and everybody was excited. And like, I didn't really know because like when I first started following football, I actually liked the San Francisco 49ers more because they had Steve Young, they had Jerry Rice, uh, you know, Ricky Waters, just that connection. Ricky Waters, Garrison Hurst, <laughs> I think was there later. Like yeah. they, they were awesome. They were so good. So, I mean, I, that was the team I liked until 1998 when Randy Moss showed up. And I mean, the way that that pick energized the Vikings and like really brought them out of the doldrums of the NFL, because remember red McCombs bought the team pretty much with the intention of moving the team to San Antonio. He wanted a stadium, but that was a front to kind of get them down there because he knew Minnesota legislator wasn't going to do it at that point. So uh, to get Moss to re-energize the fan base, I think that is definitely a worthy memory to have. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Obviously, his rookie season was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, after that, there were some good years, too. But I think uh, that whole that whole 98 draft, I think. Have you ever seen like some of the background, how like the Cowboys said they were going to draft Randy Moss and like hyped him up and everything? And then they passed on. I think they selected like Greg Ellis, um, Mm. who was solid. He was solid for the Cowboys. He's all right. He played. I think he might even played like a decade. but then Randy Moss, you know, Thanksgiving came around and uh, the Vikings played the Cowboys and he was like, here you go. This is what you're missing out on. He had three catches for three touchdowns. And so, he destroyed uh, a turkey leg after the game. Yeah. Like he was, was, he's just like, where's John Madden? That was, <laughs> was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, 98 was fun. What, what were some of your other favorite draft memories? Did you have any more? So this is going to be kind of a long story, but I mean, my draft memories basically are just things that always happened around the pick. So like 2006, yeah. Adrian Peterson, of course, gets taken by the Vikings or actually, I think it was 2007 because right? yeah, because yeah, those six was the first year of the Childress era. So was 2006 six or five, the uh, forget to turn in the pick year. I think it was five, right? Or was it four? Oh, four. Like they forgot oh. to turn in the pick. The clock ran out. Oh, I don't remember what. Oh, three, maybe. Yeah, I don't. Was when they got Kevin Williams. When yeah, they got Kevin Williams. That's when. They, yeah, because that that was insane. Because they're like, yeah, they forgot <laughs> to turn in their pick, and I'm like, what do you mean they forgot to turn in their pick? Like, <laughs> isn't that Mike Tice was probably like drinking a beer? Like, hey, we on the clock yet? Uh dude, yeah, get out of the bathroom, please. Um, <laughs> but like. Adrian Peterson, I remember that year coming out and just being like, mm-hmm. no, if he falls to seven, like, don't take him because we have Chester Taylor. He just ran for a thousand yards. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I remember because it was my freshman year at college, I was in the lobby at Crabtree Hall getting my mail and Sports Illustrated came and it was Adrian Peterson on the cover. And I got like all of a sudden the light bulb just went off in my head. Just like, dude, you could get Adrian Peterson on the Vikings. And I'm like, ah, it'll never happen. So the next day I had to work at Menards, which is uh, if for those of you who don't know and may not be in the area, a home improvement store that also doubles as the threshold of hell. 
if Menards wants to sponsor <laughs> us, though, I'm not going to turn it down. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're so going to anyway, No, no, probably not. But uh, <laughs> I was following the draft on my flip phone and getting texts. So like ESPN mm. would send you texts that say, you know, oh, yeah. scores or whatever, because there yeah. was no app back then. So I'm getting the text and like the Vikings are on the clock and I'm like, oh my God, Peterson's there. They could take Adrian Peterson. And I was so nervous and so excited. I felt my phone vibrate and I whipped it open and I saw that they had drafted Peterson and I just started celebrating. The only problem was I was up front at the middle of the store and everybody (laughs) was looking at me like I was, you know, on something. And I'm like, hey, we got Adrian Peterson. And like, Half the people there were like Packer fans. And I think the store Mm. manager was a Bears fan. Awesome guy. Mm. But uh, the other guy was not an awesome guy. And he came up to me and he's like, (laughs) use your phone on the clock. You got to punch out for two minutes. I I was going to go back and really two whole minutes. I I spent two (laughs) whole minutes checking the draft on my phone. God forbid that kind of productivity. I can only imagine what it would be like now. Uh, But yeah. So I had to punch out for two minutes, but it was worth it because the Vikings got Adrian Peterson. And honestly, like that's kind of very mossy and level, not on the same level, but just as far as a needle moving pick in the memory, yeah. uh, Adrian yeah. Peterson kind of steals it there. Yeah. And he, uh, what he, did he have a kickoff return in his first game? I feel like he, he might have not his first game, but he's house one, one against Chicago. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. That was the insane game where he went for like nearly 300 yards. Yeah. And then he had the game against the Chargers, obviously, where he did go insane. Yes. Um, He he almost did get 300. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was a good pick. Uh, I think we we can't talk about favorite Vikings draft moments without talking about 2015. Uh, Not the first round pick, which was Trey Wayne's. Uh, nothing against Trey. He was uh, a solid cornerback for the Vikings. Probably not. You know, if, if there was a redraft, I'm not sure how many times he would go in the first round. Probably not very many. Um, but in that draft, the Vikings picked two all pros, Eric Kendricks and Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs in the fifth round. Um, and Daniel Hunter. So they got Eric Kendricks, Daniel Hunter, and Stefan Diggs. Two of pro- three of probably the the best players for the Vikings in the last decade in one draft. Um, so arguably, I would say, arguably the best draft in, in Vikings history. I think you'd probably have to go back and obviously compare a bunch of things. But when you get two All Pros and a guy like Daniel Hunter in one draft, I think uh, you did pretty good. So that was a very good draft for the Vikings, minus the first round pick. As people are looking up to Neil Hunter, just like he didn't have any sacks. He didn't have any sacks in college. Like, how, how could you draft a guy like that in the third round? And now everybody is the next to Neil Hunter. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is the gold standard of defensive end comparisons. Like, this guy didn't do anything, but he could be just like Daniel Hunter, who is an athletic <laughs> freak god of a man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in uh, biggest arms you've ever seen in your life. Right. Guy could literally jump into a UFC ring and hold his own. I'm pretty convinced. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Like, I'm sure he probably does. Like, even like minor hand, like hand hand combat stuff, uh, like MMA stuff, just to help with like his, uh, you know, 
defensive pass rush moves or he has to swat away offensive uh, linemen. Because I, I think I can remember Everson Griffin doing something similar. So I, I can imagine that he passed that along to Daniel Hunter. But yeah, that draft was something else. Did you have another one? I got one more for you. I, I came loaded for this podcast, by the okay. way. Because okay. I was just okay. like, I, I don't know. We could go in a full-blown film breakdown of Johnny Munt, but I don't think that would be exciting <laughs> for you or our audience. So I think I'll just well, tell another story. If it was his dad watching, maybe. But, yeah. it, possibly. His dad. We could have done a like, whole show on... My uh, kid. Yeah, we could have done a whole show on Kyle Slaughter's debut in the USFL, but, you know, they won. <laughs> what was your other one? Well, 2014, that was the first draft of the Mike Zimmer era. And mm-hmm. it was huge because everybody knew the Vikings needed a quarterback. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. that year draft day came out, the movie. And mm. I don't know, some people hate it and I totally understand it. I love it. I think it's I've never seen awesome. It. You've never seen it? I. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to recommend because I don't know your taste <laughs> in movies. Like, Is it like, is it like a cult, go, cult-like movie? Yes, don't like, go in expecting uh, no, Citizen no, 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 Kane. No, no, no. But this is no. like the Citizen Kane of draft movies because there's only one. Like, there's only one movie about is the draft, and this is it. I I what? believe so. Was Jerry Maguire? That wasn't that wasn't a draft movie, was it? But it didn't center around the draft. Like right, this right, movie right, right. centers primarily around the draft. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. what I'm okay, saying. Right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, by the time the draft actually got there, and I think I think it was even later. I think the draft was like in May. So like everybody was just like, let's get this over yeah. with. Let's go. So I remember they had the eighth overall pick. My friend, Uncle Jerry, came down and who is not my uncle. We just call him Uncle Jerry for whatever <laughs> reason. But he came down for some cold pops and we were having a couple and we were watching it. And the Vikings were coming up on the clock and everybody wanted Johnny Manziel. Like everybody, I like that was the franchise quarterback that everybody wanted. Everybody wanted the money. You wanted Johnny Manziel. He wanted Johnny Manziel. There's nobody in my apartment, but I mean, I'm just saying he wanted Manziel. She wanted Manziel. Everybody's like, take, take Johnny money. I was indifferent. I I honestly, I I knew he was a playmaker. Um, The off the field stuff was entertaining, (laughs) but it's not, like alarming at that point. So yeah, it, it was a question mark, but um, they get to the eighth pick. They trade back with the Browns who take, and we're like, Oh God, he's going to take Manziel. And they took Justin Gilbert, <laughs> which oh, is, yeah. it, it's always funny to go back and look at some of these names. Cause you're just like, how in the heck was that a top prospect? Like nobody understands. So we get to nine and the Vikings are on the clock. They take Anthony Barr. And Uncle Jerry just loses his mind, like goes ballistic. Like, how are you going to pass on Manziel and whatever? And they show (laughs) Anthony Barr and he's sitting at home with his family having a draft party. And he Jerry just screams, he's not even at the draft. You took somebody that's not even at the draft. Why is this happening? Why did you take him? And I'm like, I don't know. It's probably a decent pick. So we sit there through the rest of the first round. You know, Johnny Manziel goes to the Browns, which would be so interesting now to think, like, what if the Vikings had taken Manziel? Like, would people be even Oof. more afraid of taking a first-round quarterback? Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot to think about. So we get to the end, and Jerry's just, like, on the phone. I don't even remember who he's on the phone with, 
but he's just like, yeah, we didn't take a quarterback. This is ridiculous and whatever. And I'm sitting there just watching the draft. And all of a sudden I saw it flash across the bottom of the screen trade. And I'm like, Jerry, we took Teddy. <laughs> and like, we were so excited. We're just like, we're going to go out. And like, it was Thursday night and nobody was out because it's Rochester, not a college town. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, that whole draft was awesome. Mm-hmm. You got Teddy, you got Anthony Barr. You know, if Teddy's knee doesn't explode on that practice field, we're probably talking about two franchise corners. He could still be there. The Vikings for years to come, absolutely. So, I mean, that that was definitely one of my favorite moments. You didn't even mention they got the you know future Hall of Famer in that draft too, Shamar Stefan. Um. You the world's greatest that. nose tackle. Yeah, you forgot to mention that. Uh, there was somebody else that they got that year. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, that I, I remember that draft too because that was back in the day. I don't remember what job I had, but I had to wake up early, like 5, 5 a.m. every morning. So I just didn't stay up. Can't stay up for the entire draft on the East Coast. So I'm like, all right, they got their pick. I'll go to bed. And I wake up and it's like, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm like, oh, all right. It's kind of like how it was. The previous year, because the Vikings had they had two first round picks, I think, and they traded back. Did they trade back in the first round? Yeah, they had, they had, they got Xavier Rhodes and Sharif Floyd, and then they traded back in to uh, get uh, Cordell Patterson. They traded um, Percy Harvin. That's what yeah, happened. Because yeah. oh, they okay. had Harvin, they, they traded him. They took Rhodes with that pick, and then they took Sharif Floyd, who's a oh, hell of a player. I- I'm confusing and then, 2014 and 20 and 2013 because I'm I was thinking the Vikings traded with the Patriots in 2013, but they actually did that in 2014. Uh-huh. But they traded with the Patriots, so, yeah. and that was the same draft because that was the Cordell Patterson trade. They gave four picks yeah, yeah, yeah. for because they had three first rounders. So you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not losing my mind, but yeah, that was, we're not going to talk I mean, about the 2012 draft, but you know, as much as Rick Spielman gets ragged on for for all the trades that he makes he made in his uh, Vikings general manager career. Um, he did pretty good when he traded up, you know, he didn't do it a lot, but you know, when he traded up or back into the first round, he did pretty Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. He did that with, uh, you know, Teddy Corio Patterson. Uh, yeah. So uh, even I'm not going to say Jeff Gladney because <laughs> We don't know if that was a good pick or well, obviously it's a bad pick for the Vikings because he's not on the team anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, draft memories. Hopefully there'll be some some more this year. Are you you doing anything? Or are you just gonna you hanging out probably at your home? I'm probably gonna slave away on the computer until my eyeballs bleed writing <laughs> content, uh, which I love to do. I'm not complaining, but oh, yeah. Um, It'll it'll be a damn good time, and I don't know. Maybe maybe if the Vikings play their cards right, we will have a reaction like Vikings fans when Laquan Treadwell was selected in the first round. And I I'll tell you what, like I I don't mean to drag this on, but I got to throw this out there. I wrote an article at Zone Coverage, which Mm -hmm. we're going to get into in just a little bit here, and I looked up that video of Viking fans freaking out that the Vikings got Laquan Treadwell at 23 or whatever pick it was and how excited everybody was. It was like, you know, there's pyro, there was streamers, cheerleaders were just like, we got him. And there he's like, Laquan. And then he sucked because, you know, <laughs> he couldn't separate he couldn't from run her out. 
defensive lineman. Yeah, but uh, he but he's still in the league. He's he's, he's he got re-signed by the Jaguars, so you know he's got a job, and Kyle Rudolph and Adrian Peterson don't. So he's in the league, and they're not. Well, that gets us to our next topic, which is I started thinking what draft pick would trigger Viking fans the most. And my basis on this was my reaction to Justin Jefferson's pick because I was furious. <laughs> I, I was not happy that the Vikings had got him because I confused wow. him with Van Jefferson, who was 24 <laughs> years old at the time and strictly a slot receiver. Um, yeah. Who's not who's not that bad, by the way. No, he's actually pretty good. He's not Justin Jefferson. No. And then, you know. Jefferson does that against Tennessee. He does the gritty and everybody's like, okay, yeah. this guy's good. Okay. Once he but, got to start. Yeah. Yes. So knowing <laughs> what we know now, maybe, you know, if I had a DeLorean, I'd burst into my apartment and be like, yo, he's going to be good. Shut up. And I'd be like, be okay. Great. Um, but I have a list of three draft picks that the Vikings could make that would just trigger everyone and get everyone upset. And the first one is Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa. And of course, Vikings fans have first round center PTSD because of Garrett Bradbury. And this guy is actually smaller than Garrett Bradbury size wise. But you see it on the scouting report. He's super athletic. He's a reach blocker, not quite the grim reacher like they called Bradbury coming out. But um, we've seen some pass blocking chops. But we also saw them for Bradbury in college. Uh, his big game was against Clemson, talking about Bradbury. And that team was loaded. You had Cleveland Farrell. You had Christian Wilkins. You had Isaiah Simmons. You have Dexter Lawrence. I think that's four first-round picks on there. And yeah. that team won the national championship. It beat Bama. I think it beat the brakes off of Bama, if I'm not confusing uh, them with somebody else. But yeah. there just wasn't a team like that in – Think? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think he's been uh, kind of. I think there's like two parties when it comes to to Linderbaum. I think uh, there's some people who are like, you know, they should draft him because they need a better center. Um, but then I read today like that no one has a first round grade on him. So if the Vikings draft him in the first round, that's not good. And that's not a good uh, sign for your brand new GM if he's reaching for a center uh, with a top fifteen pick. Um, I don't, I don't know how I'd feel. I, I they need a center, but like I don't think they should ever draft a center in the first round unless he's like an immediate, like he's a straight to the Hall of Fame. Like you, you have to draft this player. Um, I don't think Linderbaum is that. He can be. good. Good. He can he can be a future Hall of Famer, maybe, but he's not worth the high pick that the Vikings have. Now, maybe if they trade at the Vikings trade back and then and they get a, you know, they move to like 17 and they get another pick in the back of the first round. Like use you, you want to use that pick in the back of the first round on, on Linderbaum? Fine. Go ahead. Um, but yeah. We they they don't need to draft a center in a while, so yeah. I had um, you know Vikings fans. There's some that want a quarterback. 
But I think if the Vikings drafted Kenny Pickett, I don't know how, like too many people that would be jumping for joy about that pick. You know, you know, some have already said his peak, he his his ceiling is peak Kirk Cousins, um, and I don't think people you know want to get a peak Kirk Cousins to replace Kirk Cousins. That wouldn't really uh, make a ton of sense in the whole tiny hands thing. You know, Vikings. Fans already went through all that with uh, Dante Culpepper, who has bigger hands than than Kenny Pickett. So yeah, like the Vikings, you know, there's some quarterbacks that the Vikings might be Vikings fans might be excited about, but I'm not so sure how many would be too thrilled if, if Kenny Pickett was that guy. I'm sure there's some people that like it, but I would probably say the majority would be like, eh, like, <laughs> uh, hooray! So yeah, that's that's my one. Did you have, you had more right? Well, I, I just want to add on Kenny Pickett when we oh, had yeah. uh, Tyler Fornis on, uh, I believe it was two weeks ago, talking yeah. about Kenny Pickett. He he asked us, he's like, what wows you about Kenny Pickett? And we were just like, uh, like there's yeah. not much. And you look at his supporting cast. I mean, Thor Nystrom pointed this out on a podcast. I think it was Locked On Eagles over the weekend where he just said there was a perfect situation for him. He had a great coaching yeah. staff. He had tremendous receivers. I mean, we talk about it like it's a diss, like, hey, he could be Pete Kirk Cousins. Well, I mean, Kirk's pretty damn good. Like, it's not like Kirk's trash. He's decent quarterback. He's just got some quirks. Kenny yeah. Pickett, I, I have to ask all the questions because every time I've watched him, I've never been impressed. Now, we could be wrong. I, I mean, Justin Herbert, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he sucks. But I mean, mm -hmm. Herbert had a big arm that he could chuck the ball down the field. I mean, yeah. Kenny Pickett doesn't even have that. His highlight is basically duping a defender that he's going to slide. If he tries that in the NFL, they will rip his head off and throw <laughs> it towards their sideline. Just like, try that again. I dare you. Try that again. Well, There's a rule against that thing now. Like, yeah. I, I want my quarterback, like, Joe Burrow, I want him throwing touchdowns, smoking cigars on the sideline. I don't want him like, oh, yeah, I'm going to slide, but now I'm not. Oh, look at me. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. he's got similar, there's similar vibes around him, I feel like, last year about Mac Jones when people were like, like, he's going to be a top three pick? Well, like, Or like, the Patriots got him? Like, who? Like, who cares? And then he was pretty good as a rookie. And, he, so. and here's the devil's advocate thing about that. You know, we talk about Mac Jones and like, no, he's he's like Kirk Cousins. No, no, no. Well, I mean, Mac Jones, he's pretty damn good. I mean, the Patriots are pretty excited to have him, right? If the Vikings yeah. would have taken him over trading down for Christian Derisov, sure, they wouldn't have a left tackle, but we wouldn't be uh, extending Kirk Cousins this offseason because we'd have Mac Jones. <laughs> And I, I think you can argue, too, Jones went into one of those perfect situations, too, with Bill yeah. Belichick and everything yeah. else. But, I mean, he just got some slander from me included. That was just kind oh, of Oh, like, everybody. Everybody did. Yeah. Yeah, nobody really uh, liked him too much. I got another one for you. And his name is Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. He's got speed, all cap speed. 4.3 second time in the 40-yard dash that did not occur at this year's combine because he is recovering from a torn ACL injury, but he's got 15 touchdowns at Alabama last season. Uh, he's probably not going to be ready until November due to the injury, 
and his route tree was super limited. Uh, he just ran goes and hitches, which worked for Randy Moss, but not so much for somebody like John Ross or Corey Coleman. So uh, if the Vikings took Jamison Williams, would you be triggered? No, I don't think so. I think uh, when when you already have someone like Justin Jefferson, I think you can make a move like that. Um, and you have Adam Thielen, so they can make a move like that where they don't, you know, this this it's arguable that Williams could come out of this this draft as the best receiver in this draft uh, when he's recovered and everything. And a lot of people will be, you know, potentially kicking themselves for not taking that chance on him. Some people can't afford to do that, but the Vikings are a team that can fo- afford to take, you know, a risk on him because they have Jefferson and Thielen. And, uh, you know, if he's healthy by, let's say, yeah, like you said, like November, December, that's the end of the season when you need one, you need healthy guys because a lot of guys are hurt um, and you need guys to like the push, the push for the playoffs, which the Vikings want to make, which is why they brought a bunch of people back. So you get a guy like that back for the final stretch of the season and potentially the playoffs. That's something that could be a big difference maker. So. I wouldn't be sad about them drafting Jamison Williams one bit. I do understand the concerns about his ACL, but you look at some of the, like, getting a torn ACL these days is not what it was even five years ago. Like, guys recover from those so fast, and they're like, most of them talk about how, like, their knee feels better than it ever has before. Like, after they tear their ACL. Like, look at Delvin Cook. He's He's been fine since he tore his ACL. So um, he certainly cuts a lot more than most of wide receivers. So, no, I, I wouldn't be worried about it. I can understand, though, why some people would have their concerns. That's all. It's like getting an oil change. Not that I've never had torn my ACL. Oh, ACL. Yeah. I hope I never do. But, I mean, for most professional athletes, it's like, oh, yeah, blew a tire. Okay, here's a new one. Like basically uh, that's what it's turned into in this day and age. Um, I think too, with Williams, when you look at him compared to the other receivers, and we'll talk about two more of them in a second here, but he gives the Vikings something they don't have because you have Jefferson, who's just kind of a all around Jack of all trades guy. You have Adam Thielen, who's a red zone target, has all those touchdowns the past two seasons. And then you throw in a guy like Williams where you just say, all right, just run in a straight line. You can get past everyone. If you can get open deep, we don't care. That's all we want you to do. So, I I mean, it's all about getting another weapon for Kirk and uh, getting somebody that you can put the ball in his hands. The last guy I have on my list is Jordan Davis. And I think... I can almost hear Uncle Jerry screaming, another nose tackle, like <laughs> as soon as that pick gets made. But here's my thing. When in doubt, just take the freak. Just just take, take the, the best freak. player available. Ta- best take, player available. Take the absolute freak if you're not sure, because it usually pans out. Remember Aaron Donald? He was super small, but like he just blew up the combine. T- take him. Like Jordan yeah. Davis, I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald. But, I mean, he would be awesome in this defense. He's got a perfect 10 RAS, relative athletic score. He's the second highest graded player since 1981. I saw that. 
he, the three, four defense is different than what Mike Zimmer ran because you're thinking like, okay, you have all these three, four nose tackles that are just going to push them in all the pile. But Harrison Phillips was a pretty good pass rusher. You have Jordan Davis, who's just a big mountain of a man that could just take on multiple guys. And if you want to keep Dalvin Tomlinson, you can put him at the other. There's your three men in the three, four defense. And then you have Zadarius Smith. You have Daniil Hunter. You have Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks. Those guys can just feast if you have the three guys in the middle uh, taking up space. So I was totally uh, against this like a week ago. But the more I think about it, if they wound up taking him at 12, I wouldn't be mad. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Cause like you said, you can put him in next to Harrison Phillips and, and Delvin Tomlinson. And that's a, it seems like a pretty scary front three. Um, I would, I would imagine it'd be hard to run against that because I believe uh, one of, you know, Jordan Davis's best skill sets is his ability to stop the run. And same thing with uh, Harrison Phillips. And, you know, who's to say that Delvin Tomlinson is going to be around after this season? Because yeah. he's making a, a pretty penny, and uh, I think they can get rid of him, clear up some some good cap space next year. Um, so he could be Jordan Davis could be someone to take over, even take over Delvin Tomlinson's spot when he leaves, and they can figure someone someone else in there. So no, I'm not I'm not opposed to that at all. I don't I don't understand why people are against the this freak of an athlete. Clearly. Um, you know, this kind of happened. I feel like when DK Metcalf just went nuts at the combine too, and people were like, I don't know. He, he can only run like in a straight line. Yeah, but he can run it in like f- 4.3 <laughs> seconds. So who cares? Um, so yeah, I'm not, I, Jordan Davis would be fine. Uh, you know, Jameson Williams would be fine. So yeah, I have no problem. I just see the spider chart in my head, yeah. like the you know the pack. It's a circle because it was like it was like elite, 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 yeah, yeah, elite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crap, elite, elite, elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you go on mock draftable, you'll see what I mean. And, and I mean, it, it's just some people just it was like a three cone. Brain. Yeah, the three cone. Yeah, some people just yeah. galaxy brain so hard when it comes to like who to take in the draft. Again, when in doubt, just take the freak. Don't take the first round center. Take the guy with the Pac-Man spider. Daniel Hunter. Or, Daniel Hunter. Yeah. Daniel Hunter, Daniel Jarek Hunter. McKinnon. I mean, like sometimes guys. those guys don't work out, but I mean, yeah. shoot. Whatever. Just see if see if the freak wins. But they've got a better chance of like making a difference for your team than drafting a long snapper in the seventh round. So, you know. Take a chance Austin on Cotting. those guys. Jeez. Yeah, uh, I've got one more before we move on to the, the the good the good ones. I would say Vikings fans would probably be disappointed or triggered or whatever if it's a cornerback in the first round who isn't Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley, um, because we've heard a lot about you know Trent McDuffie or some other guys, and people are like, eh. But like Derek Stingley, people are like, okay, he's an LSU guy. He was really good as a freshman. He can work with. You know, uh, Patrick Peterson, uh, and obviously Sauce Gardner is there's I, there is not a lot of people who think he's going to make it past the first five picks. So he's clearly the best corner in this in this draft. Um, and if he slipped to the Vikings, that would be ridiculous. But I feel like 
if the Vikings go with a corner in the first round, who isn't one of these guys, people are going to be like, they got a corner, but is he a number one guy? Yeah, probably not. So there's that. And then I also had like a random linebacker. Like if the Vikings traded back and they're like, got some random, yeah, got some random linebacker. Or who's the dude from, uh, is it Nakobe Dean from, from Georgia? I believe so. Yes. Um, so yeah, people would be like a linebacker, like, but what again, Chad Greenway in the first round. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think those would be the ones where not to say that any of these choices could be bad, but like people, people, they just be probably more underwhelming for Vikings fans than, you know, some of the players we're probably about to talk about. So. Yeah. And I mean, since you mentioned him, I'll start with this. Derek Stingley Jr. Seems to be the consensus pick right now. And I mean, a lot of people are growing on him after his pro day where he ran the four, three forty. I mean, give me a guy that had the type of season he had in 2019, where he was just shutting dudes down. And if you look at the last two seasons, yeah, he hasn't been able to stay on the field, but 2020 COVID year guy was in the hospital with it. And I mean, people that have opted out, I mean, we saw Jamar chase. He didn't play in 2020. He turned out just fine. Uh, 2021, he had the Liz Frank injury. That's a little bit scary, but I mean, when you're running a four, three 40, my sense is that you're pretty, you're you're pretty recovered. Uh, Um, you know, you got Patrick Peterson, you got Justin Jefferson here. There's an LSU connection. I think there's a very nice, uh, support system for him. His old DBs coach is now the Vikings DBs coach too. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of connections. Yeah. And I guess if you want to go really basic, he wore purple and gold too. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that would be the type of pick that would get a positive reaction from the crowd yeah. at the draft party. Maybe not like Paul Allen ripping off his shirt and screaming, but he might do oh, that anyway. But Let's not. Let's no. Let's keep our clothes on, Paul. Yes! Um, yeah, I think uh, I would like that. Um, I'd also like... Kyle Hamilton, safety from from Notre Dame. I yes. think uh, there's there's been some recent uh, negative talk about him, the pre-draft process. But uh, if you're if if you're smart, if scouts are smart, if teams are smart, you look at the tape of him, what he actually does on the field, and he's really good. Um, so you think about like I think people are already assuming like oh Cameron Bynum and Harrison Smith. Cameron Bynum's the guy. Uh, well, what if you can get someone who's better than than Cameron Bynum? Then you know, there's 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 some rumors that Kyle Hamilton could still be around when the Vikings are on the clock. If he is, I think it would be a very good idea for them to take him. He'd be a great option to, to pair with Harrison Smith, and within the next two or three years, he could be the guy to replace Harrison Smith. Because um, this is a guy who I think before the pre-draft process, he was being mocked in like the top five. And after, you know, a slow 40 time or whatever, um, he's now dipping into the bottom of the top 10. Still top 10, but there's some people who believe he might be available for the Vikings. And if he is, that's somebody they should grab immediately. Uh, what do you think about him? Uh, Kyle Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I would love it. I think people are overthinking yeah. the whole Yeah. 40 yeah. time. I mean, go watch the interception against Florida state. Like I, I, I know it's highlight season and I think a lot of people will formulate their draft takes off of the just bombs videos. Yeah, I was just gonna fantastic. Say that. 
but I mean, that play is he's on one end of the field and he makes mm-hmm. the interception at the other end of the field. That is not a man who plays at a 4.7 second 40 type speed. That's a guy Game that speed. sees Game the ball. Speed, it's like when um, they talk about how like parents, when their kid gets like trapped under a bus or something and they could like flip yeah. the bus over to save their mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton chasing a football. <laughs> like, it's just like there it is <laughs> but yeah um yeah I, I mean that would be that would be a great pick at 12 um mm-hmm. another guy i don't think he's gonna be there but if malik wells fell to 12 and the vikings oh, he's, not took gonna him, be there. he's not gonna be there hey or or if they traded up to get malik willis mm-hmm. which i don't i don't think they would no but never say never i i mean I think that if we're talking about franchise quarterback, he is the only quarterback I want in this draft. Yeah. Like yeah. you can have your Kenny Pickett's, you can have your uh Matt Corrals, his RPOs. He can <laughs> run around. Okay, he plays quarterback. That's fun. <laughs> uh Carson Strong's got a bazooka attached to his neck. I I I just don't know. No legs. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no legs. I did have the list of I'll actually pull it up in a second once I'm de- done with this. But I mean, like Desmond Ritter, like it was like Desmond yep. Ritter, he could process everything. Christian Ponder could too. So I mean, that's yep. that's probably not something that we should be interested in. Um, Willis is just he he can throw. He's got a bazooka for an arm. He can run. He adds another layer of athleticism. I think that if you like Malik Willis, this is a quarterback you should go get. And it might be one that if he starts falling towards 12, Pittsburgh might be calling you. The Saints yeah. might be calling you. Some of those teams in the back half of the draft may be like, hey, here's a 2023 first, which I think the Vikings should take if they don't want to take him. But uh, yeah. Yeah, Malik Willis is one of the two quarterbacks the Vikings mm-hmm. met with at the combine. So they're, they do have some interest in him. I think they met with Desmond Ritter too at the combine. I've got... Kayvon Thibodeau. So he's been sort of similar on Hamilton, getting some some pre-draft negative reviews or whatever, and, and supposedly falling in the mock drafts. Um, it would be a shock if he was still on the board at number 12. But, you know, Thibodeau, if the Vikings got him, you know, people would immediately start thinking about the potential of, you know, a Vikings pass rush with a rotation that features him Neil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, like that's that's meet at the quarterback kind of potential stuff that you know could happen. Um, now I don't think he's going to be available, but that's just someone I think that you know this this topic that you had in our outline or whatever was you know have Vikings dancing, Vikings fans dancing in the streets. I think a pick like that would would result in that outcome. So yeah, I think a Thibodeau guy would would definitely get. Vikings fans excited if if he was available. I do not expect him to be available, but you know, this is the draft. Sometimes guys fall. So you never know. I'm just gonna throw this out here because I want to during the this show. Uh these are quarterbacks that have been taken in the second and third round over the past couple of years. Kyle oh. Trask, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, Jalen Hurts, Drew Drew Locke, Will Greer, Mason Rudolph, Deshaun Kaiser. Davis Webb, CJ Bethard, Christian Hackenberg, Jacoby Brissett, Cody Kessler, Garrett Grayson, Sean Mannion, 
Derek Carr, Ooh. Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, Mike Lennon. Should I even continue? Brock Osweiler, yeah. Russell Wilson's on the list. Uh, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Colin Kaepernick's on the list. Super Bowl starting quarterback. Who posted uh, that list? I know some. I saw that list too. Yeah, some Ben Sharp? Baldwin, I believe, posted oh, okay, it. Yeah. But I looked it up on Stathead and added the third round quarterbacks. Yeah. Sean so, Mannion. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. You could get Sean Manning in the third round. You never know. Still in the league. Um, yeah. The last guys that I'll point out here because we're running out of time. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Same thing. I mean, they just don't have yeah. any weaknesses. And I mean, if we're going to do that, sure, let's do it. Yeah, I got a receiver too. I got a, but I got someone maybe that ca- a casual Vikings fan might, might not know about. And that's Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Actually, maybe they will. If, if you're a Gophers fan, you're probably familiar with him. Uh, Penn mm-hmm. State receiver, um, but he's he's got like a skill set that you know he can just be uh, a very unique weapon in like a Kevin O'Connell offense. You know he can beat guys deep. He's got no trouble getting open. Great route runner, and he just he can make a lot of plays after the catch. So he's a guy that you can like just motion around. You know, get him in the slot, get him on the outside, maybe even be like a punt returner. I think like that's someone where people hear about him. And they're like, who's this guy? Like, uh, I guess, okay, they got a receiver. And then they look at a couple of YouTube highlights, highlight videos, and they're like, oh, okay, all right, I like this guy. So, yeah, that's that's someone I think would get Vikings fans excited if uh, he ended up with that's all. That's all I got to. Well, hopefully all of you are excited every Monday and Thursday night at 6.15 because that is when we do the Viking Age podcast right here on our YouTube channel. Once again, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that cool YouTube stuff so it helps us out. And again, if you do that, you have the opportunity to win a Justin Jefferson jersey. The instructions and prize rules are right down there at the comment section and description in the video so check it out until next time for adam patrick i am chris shad and we'll talk to you again on thursday night right here on the viking age podcast